Welcome to Three Nice Things, the podcast that has decided we've been so mean to these movies, it's time to say three nice things. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Other shows on that network include Is It Classic, Does It Rock, where we pick a band or artist and go through their discography album by album, track by track. There's Previously on X-Men, where we look back on X-Men comics, movies, shows, and characters. And Nostalgia Me This, a trip through nostalgic pop culture. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming movies by following us on Facebook or Twitter at NiceThingsPod. Please rate, subscribe, and share this show on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're talking about the 1997 film Batman and Robin. I'm Eric Mickles, known online as Dust vs. Tweak, and with me is the co-host of the All the Books show, Nick Gunning. Thanks, man. Jazz to be here. <laughs> and the host of Nostalgia Me This, Kendra Mickles. Hello! Is it too soon for me to say that I don't know if Kendra should be allowed to be on this episode because she genuinely likes this movie? We'll see. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying, I don't know if technically that is allowed in the, yeah. in the bylaws. It is? Do you? Yeah. We'll have, to check, we'll have to check the bylaws. Okay. All right. To the three nice things bylaws. <laughs> <laughs> so, Batman and Robin had a budget that box office mojo marks at $125 million. However, in a 2002 New York Times Magazine, True Confessions, George Clooney stated that the budget was $160 million. $25 million of that went to Arnold Schwarzenegger oh. alone. He, well deserved. He earned every penny. Well deserved. <laughs> really. Yeah. You see it on screen. That's, that's the true. thing. You see all $25 and the poster. million. He gets dollars. top bill billing. Yeah, that's old school, like Jack Nicholson did yeah. in the original. Well, I guess... Technically, he is the biggest name uh, yeah. of these, like... Clooney was still, like, ER George yeah, Clooney. he's he a TV star. Clooney, yeah. Um, I can't remember where I saw it, but George Clooney said he made $5 million on this. Wow. Because he was, like, that was... He said he was talking about Schwarzenegger, and he's like, that was 20 more million than I made. Mm. So, that's that's pretty rough. You're playing Batman. Pretty and, big deal. Yeah. For, what yeah. had he... Although, had he only been an ER at yeah. this point? To, to be fair, Batman is not in this movie, so... <laughs> I think that Arnold Schwarzenegger, maybe... I don't think he'd really done a lot of movies. Just he was ER like a the regular on ER at oh, this point. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And The Facts of Life. He was of course, on The Facts of Life. He had been on The Facts of Life in the late 80s. <laughs> yeah. Enough about George Clooney. I don't think it is. It won't be, actually. <laughs> Upon release, the movie went on to make $107 million in North America, with a worldwide total of $238 million, according to Box Office Mojo. So that's... So not a flop. Right? No, it's a flop, especially considering it only made about a hundred million in North America. Mm. Mm. So, and it's a Batman movie, and Batman, box office wise, is notoriously more popular in North America than internationally. Let me tell you something about box office numbers. Uh -huh. You could tell me anything, mm -hmm. and I would believe <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> well, I, I think I've said before that what I've read is that a movie has to double its budget to break even, triple its budget to make a profit, triple its budget worldwide. Yeah, in general, yes. Okay. And also, Batman Forever had made had like broke the bank in terms of success. Big. That was that was the that big, was the big numbers. Yeah. But any Batman and Robin came out in the summer of the Lost World, Con Air, My Best Friend's Wedding, Face Off, Hercules, Men in Black, and George of the Jungle. And the last movie I just mentioned, George of the Jungle, made the same amount of money in North America as Batman and Robin. Wow. <laughs> so that's how you should probably quantify so, yeah. success. There. Warner Brothers backed the wrong George. It sounds like. Oh yeah. yeah. 1997 was especially a bad year for superhero movies because Batman and Robin led the way for Spawn and Steel months later. I have never in my life seen either of those movies. I've seen Spawn at Steel is Shaquille O'Neal playing the John Henry Irons character, Steel, 
who first came to prominence in DC Comics after the uh, death and return of Superman. I've never heard He's of the this metal movie. guy with the hammer. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard of well, that. Well, it's a 1997 <laughs> film starring Shaquille O'Neal. That's true. Spawn, I've seen bits and pieces of on TV. Okay. Never, never watched it. Eric made me watch the uh, the cartoon of Spawn, and I hated it. On so. HBO. Hey, listen, if you're going to do an episode on Steel, I call dibs. All right, yeah. Steel okay. should get on the list. Thank you. Most definitely. So at the time of the recording, Batman and Robin has a critic score of 11% on Rotten Tomato and an audience score of 16%. I like how you give that a little bit of optimism. Yeah. <laughs> You're saying right now it's 11%, but the sky's the limit. This That's could, true. This could find its audience yeah. at any time. Uh, if you've listened before, I didn't have to I didn't have to change that number. It has the same audience score as Son of the Mask. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, All right. So, spoiler warning: If you haven't seen Batman and Robin in the more than twenty years since its release, yeah. we're gonna spoil it, and we're gonna do a summary of the movie. Nick is gonna do that though, because okay. like okay. like Son of the Mask and Battlefield Earth, he read the novelization. I sure did of <laughs> Batman and Robin by Michael Jan Friedman, who's not the comics no. that involve Batman and no. Robin. The movie, movie adi- and adaptation. This isn't the junior novelization either. This is the full grown adult <laughs> novel. Yeah. Fun fact, the only one of the, the original four Batman movies that I've read the novelization for. Wow. I don't know. How, Sorry, can, that, man. how yeah. can that be? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you guys Do something. you think the novelization of Batman Returns has Robin in it? Oh. The Robin scene with him on could. a skateboard? It might. All I'll right. tell you what, Michael Jan Friedman was certainly working from an earlier script. Because oh, yeah? he novelized a much better movie. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Were there less ice puns? There were less ice puns. And also, it it starts with uh, like Bruce and Dick having dinner and talking about like making different modifications to the Batmobile and all that. And actually, the prologue has a whole extended thing with Alfred talking to a psychiatrist about Bruce's like emotional turmoil about the death of his parents, which huh. totally does not fit with this movie at all. But okay. this movie opens with the, I want a car. Chicks dig the car. That's true. <laughs> yeah. the worst opening of yeah. any movie ever. And the book doesn't open that way. I wonder, because I read uh, in different pieces that... <laughs> There was a script, and then when they cast Schwarzenegger, they had to rewrite all oh. of Mr. Freeze's lines. Yeah, that's easy. Like, More too. ice puns. Yeah, so I wonder if you were read, <laughs> this reading. This script uh, leaves me cold. <laughs> this movie actually starts with different shots of butts and yeah, there crotches, are a lot. Yeah, so. yeah, there are a lot of butts. Yeah. Well, right. Batman Forever started with that too, right? It but did, Jeff but Kilmer? this one really... Yeah, yeah this brought it up. I don't know. Level. By the seventh or eighth nipple, I just couldn't... <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know what I was looking at anymore. <laughs> Uh, but th- okay, so the book sets up that Bruce and Dick are having this conversation about like how to best to like fight crime and work together. Uh-huh. And, and Alfred's like, "Okay, you got a call." In the book, they already know mm-hmm. about Mr. Freeze right. and are preparing for Mr. Freeze. Okay, uh-huh. right. So that makes a big difference because mm-hmm. here we got. Let's see, we got butt, butt, uh, stomach, stomach, back, back, nipple, 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 nipple. Uh-huh. Four. <laughs> then, I want a car. Chicks take the car. And this is why Superman works alone. <laughs> this is why Superman works alone. And then they're in the car, uh-huh. driving away. Mm-hmm. Commissioner Gordon comes on, mm-hmm. on his little thing, and he's like, bad news, Batman. And you can tell in the movie that Dick and Bruce are hearing about Mr. Freeze for, for the, the very first, first yeah. time. Mm-hmm. They do not know that this is somebody that they're going to fight. With ice powers. With ice powers, okay. <laughs> so they go to the museum where he's stealing diamonds mm-hmm. because the museum has diamonds. Yep. Because it's a diamond museum. Yep. And You're slipping into a Schwarzenegger stone <laughs> there, too. Yeah. It's a diamond museum! I'm just saying. Uh, and so they burst through the walls, uh-huh. leaving the imprints of their characters. Mm-hmm. They break through yeah. in the bat signal. Okay. Yeah. Just so you got it. And then uh, they fall on their backs. They click their heels together like they're in the Wizard of Oz. Right. And um, ice skates pop out. Yeah. So 
I wrote that down. Ice skates popped out. I was out. like, ice skates? Mm-hmm. So had they already known Mr. Freeze, then of course. Yeah, you're going to bring ice skates. Yeah. So they yeah. don't know. All right, so they, they do a lot of um, hockey-based fighting. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually, Mr. Freeze shoots off into a rocket. Am uh-huh. I getting this correct? Yeah. yeah. Shoots yeah. off into a rocket. Yeah. Uh, uh, Robin's supposed to stay behind, mm-hmm. but he comes along anyway. Mm-hmm. They're up there. Batman's frozen to the wall. Uh-huh. Ice pun, ice pun, ice pun. Uh-huh. Uh, Robin saves them, and then they have to uh, ride the doors down <laughs> like a kit cloud kicker in an episode of Tailspin. Right. <laughs> As they surf down uh-huh. to the ground, and then Robin gets frozen, correct? Yeah. Yes. And Batman can't go after Mr. Can't Freeze because he's got a thaw. So he throws him into some sort of cesspool uh, in the ghetto mm-hmm. and then <laughs> shoots a laser in there and heats mm-hmm. him up so Robin's yeah. thawed. Okay. Yeah. Thus begins their rivalry. Their rivalry. Yeah. Okay. Robin wants to be his own. Not really. This isn't like Robin wants to go off and be his own superhero. He just wants to be respected. Yeah. On the same level. He does. Of Batman. Yeah. Here. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't want an ampersand. He just wants to be Batman. Robin. Yeah. Equal. Yeah. Um. So where do we go from here? Now do we get Poison Ivy? Uh. Or, yeah. Or we just... we cut to Poison Ivy. Yeah. Pre. We just cut to Pamela. Uh. Ivy. I almost said I- it's not I. It's Isley. Isley. Right. Pamela. Because John Glover is so creepy. John Glover as Woodrue, as, per, as Dr. Woodrue, oh Professor Woodrue. Yeah. Is he making... went for it, though. He did. Yeah. He, he went and for that, it. And that is the first compliment I have for this movie, <laughs> is that everybody got the memo on what they were doing in this movie. Yeah. And John Glover is like, okay, I'll just yeah. turn up the perv dial all the way. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'll have crazy hair, and I'll make out with Uma Thurman. Uh, you know, he's just, he's there. So yeah, she become he kills her seemingly. Sort of. She becomes because poison she doesn't want to weaponize the plants and make out with him. Yes, because she sees him creating bane. Okay. And then she and goes to Gotham she because looking fabulously mousy. Because just... yes, she goes to Gotham because she sees a newspaper article about Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. and a telescope. But because he was like funding that, yes. but he said later on that he stopped funding that. Yeah. But anyway, she goes to Gotham. Her plan. But, First, but, but. Uh-huh. she rises from, from the, the ashes, yeah. and the plants have made her outfit sexy. Yeah. yeah. And we, here's where we kill Jason, right? He's dead? He's dead though? Yeah. Yes. He's dead yes. though. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, then she goes and, and confronts Bruce, uh-huh. and Bruce is very nice about it, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, his girlfriend's pressuring him to get married. Yeah. Batman's girlfriend. Or yeah. settle down. Or settle down. Yeah. Who or settle down. is in uh, Friends? That's she, Elle McPherson, right? She, yeah, McPherson? but she dates... Uh, she dates Joey in French. She's like his uh, hot roommate for a right, while. I right. Know. Okay. So all this is happening, yeah. right? Meanwhile, every time Alfred has a scene, the scene ends and he's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Leaning we're, on we're dealing with family issues between Batman and Robin and then eventually Alicia Silverstone. But yeah. It uh, just, it becomes cartoonish. McGregor's? But, I mean, McGregor's syndrome. McGregor's yep. syndrome is what yep. Alfred is yeah. suffering from. He caught it from Peter Rabbit and he's really, <laughs> yeah. really suffering. But yes, every time you have a shot... With Alfred in it. The mm-hmm. shot lingers. Uh-huh. Bruce walks off and Alfred just has to lean on whatever furniture is nearby, yeah. clutch his heart, yeah. gather his strength, and move on. So we know something's wrong. Yeah. It's subtle. Yeah. yeah. It is it's subtle. subtle. <laughs> but we know. Uh, a, a woefully miscast Alicia Silverstone shows up yeah. as Barbara Wilson, yeah. the niece of Alfred. Not the daughter of Commissioner You know, Gordon. I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. Like, oh. that she's supposed to be just Barbara, Barbara Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. And I want to add also in the book, uh-huh. it makes it makes it so that she calls him uncle, but she's actually the daughter of Alfred's ex girlfriend, ah. not his daughter, but Alfred's like high school sweetheart's 
daughter. You know what I'm saying? It's very weird. So dad? <laughs> no, he's not though. He's not. It's a, it's a weird situation. Okay. So she shows up. There's a little like flirty flirty bang bang with her and Robin. Uh, I also find Bruce a little creepy towards her in that. Mm-hmm. Did you? You know what I mean? I don't just, know. He's he's very odd. Yeah. I think in those okay. scenes, well, all, all the mansion. He's scenes. very odd. <laughs> so she's. We're supposed to believe that she's a goody goody, mm-hmm. but she steals one of Dick Grayson's bikes. Motorcycle going out. Is this is Coolio? Is this Coolio's Coolio? there? Yeah. Okay, so she's doing a street race with mm-hmm. Dick Grayson and Coolio. Originally, well, we'll get into this. Originally, supposed to be another actor. Yes, that's so. exciting stuff. Uh, and so then, after this is where we have we have the auction. Uh huh. Where Batman and Robin fight over Poison Ivy. Yeah. Uh, that continues their rivalry. Mr. Freeze gets caught, but I don't remember how. Does anybody I, I don't... He gets... It's heat or something. He breaks yeah. something. This is... But this is the scene where Batman uh, negates, turns off Robin's motorcycle. Yes. And goes off and stops Mr. Freeze yeah. alone. And Robin's like, no! Yeah, and just screaming not. into the night. He's not about it at all. He is not about it at all. Yeah. Robin is an angry young man in this, he is. In this movie. Well, he's angry on a man. I don't okay, think I would say young. young. Robin he's... is an angry 40-year-old man. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> As we record this right now, I am 36, and I believe that he and I went to high school together. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. He might be... I mean, Chris O'Donnell at this point, he has to be the same age as George Clooney, right? About. I, yeah. I feel like he's 50. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they not. They didn't but... seem that far apart. No, no, they didn't. They didn't. All right. So so then what, what happens in the last act of this? This is the longest movie in the so world. So the whole the plot it's involves so long. Poison Ivy wants Mr. Freeze to freeze everything right. and kill everybody. Okay. But which would kill the plants? Right. Okay. And then her, as she states it, from the ashes of that, plants will rise up. Because after an ice age... The Listen, green age begins. I, I know we have an agenda, but what if we just scrap it and really talk about this plot for the next three hours? So that's, but that's the idea that Poison Ivy is gonna and Mr. Freeze are working together, even though they both have completely opposite right. ideals. And and it should you should note that Mr. Freeze's wife is is frozen. She's Nora frozen is frozen because in the... she also has McGregor syndrome. Right. And Freeze was working on a cure. Right. Fell into the whatever. Her her stage is much further along. Like, okay. So. Miss uh, Alfred's is like stage one or stage okay. two. Hers is like need to keep her frozen in this thing. Which, the book also sets up a a uh, existing relationship with mm-hmm. with Bruce Wayne and Victor Freeze oh. like before any of this happens. Okay, and so it actually it the end plays a little bit better because you have some cooperation with Freeze right. and Bruce Wayne, right. and that actually makes sense when they have a relationship. It makes zero sense in this. Right. Okay. But uh, yeah, so the whole Mister Freeze's. Uh, wife Nora being frozen is taken from the animated series at this yeah. point. Um, but that's basically it. And yeah. it even has the, the... The snow globe. Yeah, the yeah. Snow, globe. snow globe. But yeah, so they're working together. They're going to use this giant telescope right. that Wayne Core or whatever yes. it is, Wayne Industry has uh, produced. And so there's a big fight between uh, Batman and Robin with Poison Ivy. But, but, they're getting captured. But and they're turning the telescope into like a, a freeze ray. A freeze yeah. ray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, yeah. Batman and Robin go <laughs> I off. I don't know what think. that means. Yeah. <laughs> Batman and Robin go off to fight Poison Ivy. Yes. They get captured pretty quickly they by do. the plants, but guess who shows up? Yeah. Alicia Silverstone is Batgirl. As ba- is so, sort of as Because Batgirl. Uncle Alfred has her Alfred. complete physical specs yeah. all set to create a skin-tight oh bodysuit. When she goes down in that cave mm-hmm. and the like alarms go off uh-huh. and the thing on the screen with with Alfred and he's like intruder alert intruder yeah. alert and she's yeah. like it's me Uncle Alfred <laughs> yeah. is the most irritated I've ever been. Yeah. Why did he tell her not to open the box under any circumstances if he wanted her 
to be Batgirl. Yeah. I don't know. It is strange. Why not just say, it, hey? Yeah. You can close oh, you okay. up. You need to be Batgirl. I'm sorry. I don't know. So Batgirl shows up. Batgirl shows up. Um, beats Poison Ivy. Beats her. I remember reading in Disney Adventure Magazine, yeah. I think it was, uh, I can't remember if Joel Schumacher or Alicia Silverstone who was this close, and I don't have the exact issue, but it was like saying, like, she's really cool. He, she's doing everything Batman and Robin does, except in heels. So that's where we were in that's 1997. That's a, good, that's a good time. So they so they team up, and I do believe those two scientists that are in this were also in Batman Forever as those two scientists. Maybe, yeah. More to my point later on. Yeah. But, um, Batman... So, Batgirl yes. and Robin yes. go to the telescope. Robin and Alicia Silverstone, I should say, Robin and Batgirl are yeah. dealing with Bane. Yes. While Batman's dealing with Obviously. Mr. Freeze. Obviously. They defeat Mr. Freeze. Batman asks him for help for curing McGregor's disease. Yeah. Because he's like, please remember how warm it was to have a heart or something. Yeah. And the only good line when yeah. he pulls out the two little tubes is uh, like, take two of these and call me in the morning. It's just <laughs> only part. Relentless. The only part that I thought was... <laughs> and then it saves the day, but now there's three of them. Yeah. And they're they're kind of a family. Yeah, and they... Okay, so they use the... They they reposition satellites to heat up Gotham City. Heat up again. Gotham City and save... Then they they go, had like eight minutes or something, right? Yeah. To stop the freeze yes. death. You've seen it most recently. Then they yes. go home. Okay. I think it's seven. They dope up Alfred. <laughs> yep. He's got a good another three, four years. Yep. And then uh, the three of them get together and they're running Run into, into, spotlight, into a spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's the longest of the original four Batman films. By a, by a factor of at least three, I would say. <laughs> this is a miniseries yeah. compared to Batman. Nick, you saw this in theaters, I I assume. sure did. So what's your history with watching... I sure actually, did. Actually, what's your history with the original Batman films and then leading up? I'm almost positive that I saw Batman in theaters. The first Batman. seems the like Joker. a mistake. In 89? Yes. You would have been like six. I would have been six. I feel like I did. Okay. I feel like I did. I was never allowed to watch Batman Returns. So I only watched that... <laughs> recently? Somewhat recently. Okay. Batman Forever... Uh, my dad and I went to see this, mm -hmm. and I loved it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of remained my favorite of the Batman For movies until you and I rewatched them recently. Um, right. We do a special All the Books episode on that, everyone, That's about true. our Batman rewatch. You can check that out. SoundCloud.com slash All the Books. But um, <laughs> when we rewatched it, I was like, oh, Batman Forever is not holding up for me. Not as, It's you know? very 1995. It is. It is. And I feel like I'd seen it somewhat recently, but watching it in theaters, I was mm -hmm. like, Batman and Robin on the heels of Batman Forever in, what is this, 97? So this was, is 97. Yep. I would have been 14. So I was super, super excited about so this movie. So before you saw this, though, you would have said you were a big fan of the Batman oh, yeah. films. Yes, definitely. Okay. Definitely. And especially Batman Forever. Right. I loved it. So yeah, you that, that would have been even more because Batman Forever was like almost a reboot, yeah. like a soft reboot of the series. Yeah. So this is more of a sequel to Forever than it this, is the other stuff. It really felt like... It, it, that's a good that's a good play for it because okay. this, this to me was like, oh yeah, it's on now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I don't know if you remember this, but the, the marketing lead up to this movie in particular was insane. You know those Dorito bags that you would get at like a gas station? Not the tiny ones, not mm -hmm. the big ones. That in-between side, mm -hmm. each came with a little, it was like a film cell. Okay. And it had the face of one of the like six main characters right. on it. Wow. Yeah. And you would, uh, you know, if you like put it up against the uh -huh. light, you could see it and everything. I, I remember was more of... desperate to get all of these. <laughs> all right. I ate a lot of Doritos in the summer of 97 <laughs> trying to get all of them and I eventually did. So yeah, and then the movie was open. I was desperate to see it. Mm -hmm. Desperate. And uh, I didn't, I was 14 so I couldn't drive. Right. Nobody could take me. Finally, my Aunt Daisy was like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh -huh. So she and I went to see this opening night and the theater was packed. Right. I mean, we were elbow to elbow with people yeah. being like, it's on, baby. Yeah. Yeah, and in case people don't know, like, Batman Returns made money, but didn't make as much money as, like, Warner Brothers had hoped, yeah. and kind of had this, like, reputation of, like, 
being way too dark and mature for kids. So Batman Forever, like, changed the tone and everything to make it more kid-friendly and more accessible. And it was, like, a huge hit in 95 with Jim Carrey and Johnny yeah. Lee Jones and everything. So, like, Batman is riding almost as high as he was after 89 yeah. with Batman and Robin. Yeah. So it's no surprise that, like, and it would be packed. Especially because Schwarzenegger, yeah. this is, like, the beginning of the end of his career. Yeah. So he's still considered, oh, like, yeah. a big name. Top tier. 25 yeah. million. This was... It, this, it was never it was never a favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. But, like, I was very familiar with Camp Batman because of Adam West. Right. And so it wasn't like... I wasn't like, what am I seeing? I was mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, they're doing that. Right. Um, and... Do you remember the audience reaction? I think people liked it. Really? I think people liked it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there was not a lot of like grumbling or whatever. No. Um, and, and things <laughs> Open like, weeping. <laughs> but but things like uh, when he says, we made fun of him in the beginning, when he's like, this is why Superman works alone. Uh -huh. I think you got to remember that in 1997. That was like, all we had. Yes. Here, a character like Batman reference Superman was like, you, yeah. It never happened. Yeah. It never happened. So yeah. that got like an audible response from mm -hmm. the crowd. That was an exciting moment. <laughs> uh, and so I left this movie ready for number three you know what i mean or, or whatever it would be five. right sure i left this movie ready for the sequel like because right. it all sets it up and everything so even though it wasn't like my preferred style uh-huh i left pretty positively but it, it, it for me had not aged well right like over the years had you watched it more t many times since i in feel the like plus years? maybe once or twice did i do like right. a full watch through right so i think maybe i've seen it <laughs> three times okay because you and I saw it in the theater. The most recent one, because they just released all four of the original yeah. in theaters again. And you and I, we started with 89 and we just stuck with it all yep. the way to Batman and Robin. Yep. So. And do you want to talk about that right now? Yeah, go ahead. Because I left that that rewatch of those uh -huh. four films with very different feelings about these movies. Right. Because Batman Forever, to me, was kind of like, oh, that was... That was strange. That yeah. didn't hold up. This movie, mm -hmm. I was oddly into. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie... I walked out. I even said to you, mm -hmm. like, I let's let's see what they got. Let's see what number four is. Right. Like, I would love to have seen. I keep saying the wrong number, but you know what I mean. Yeah. No. Batman. Was it triumphant? Or, say or different change. Yeah. We'll get change. we'll get to that. Um, but I mean, yeah. I was like, I wish they would have done it now. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would have liked to have seen them like in their all their glory really right. go for that crazy like capstone mm -hmm. of a movie. So oddly enough, I. I was able to kind of enjoy this movie this, this time around. You were just dogging me for liking it. But you've always liked it. No, I, yeah, what? that's okay, not yeah. true, though. Oh, I'm, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kendra, uh, did you have much of a history with the original Batman films? No, I mean, I knew of their existence, but I didn't watch them fully through until uh, I met you, and mm. we watched them together. Uh, I like the first Batman. That's the one with the Joker, yes. mm -hmm. right? Correct. Um, I... Really hate you love Batman Returns. Batman Returns. Yes. You're the reason they made Batman Forever. Uh, Batman Forever. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember liking it uh -huh. because I like the whole Jim Carrey, uh, Tommy Lee Jones oh. thing. Uh huh. Um, this one, uh, for some reason, we owned it on VHS. <laughs> wow. But I never watched it. Like I don't have a memory of watching it, but I do remember So who looking at the this cover right mm -hmm. here yep. and just thinking Poison Ivy is the coolest person I've ever seen. Okay. Like this started my my liking of Poison Ivy as like one of my favorite Batman villains because I think she looks so cool. I think the whole cover 
actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's a decent cover. It's it's fine if you so, like eight different colors. Just so I have I have a memory of like the house I was in, and we had this movie, and I never watched it, but I wow. liked looking at the cover. Okay. So this was my first time watching it. Uh-huh. All the way. Her red yeah. hair yeah. with the green. I just I thought she looked so cool. Yeah. Not Alicia. So she looks pretty cool, Alicia Silverstone. Well, but uh, <laughs> well, in this picture right it's here. Not bad. It's not bad. Um. But yeah, so that that's my. You don't remember watching it though. No. I so wait, is I, this was for this podcast the first time you watched it yes, all the way through? For sure, this is oh. the first time I've ever watched oh, it. Oh, that's I'm, crazy. Why I know, am I dogging you? About I know it? That's, that's not fair. I'm, well, that's you know, what I'm saying. Nick's right because for years I would say stuff like, "Do you remember Batman Forever?" And you'd be like, "Is that the one with Poison Ivy?" And you would you talked about having watched it, but okay. I don't know. I guess I just made up because I had seen this. This cover is so familiar to me. All right. In 97, I remember the lead up. Okay. But I remember, like, you're, you're talking about this cover doing something for you. There was something about the look of it that was not appealing to me. And I saw it, so I remember watching Batman at some time. I, I almost feel like I watched Batman Returns first. Yeah. As a young child. Probably the same age you were when you watched the first Batman, mm-hmm. which means who was letting me watch Batman yeah. Returns? Yeah. But I remember watching that and liking that a lot. And I got to see Batman Forever in theaters, and that was awesome. And I thought that was great. So, 95, I would have been nine, so, like, I was a pretty good age for that. I was very excited for that. I loved it in the theaters and everything. But it did not translate into me wanting to go see Batman and Robin. I think one friend had asked me once, like, do you want to go see this? And I chose Hercules instead. Mm. But it was a drive-in, so we saw Hercules and Jungle to Jungle. It's pretty good. (laughs) Oh, I like Jungle to Jungle. Yeah, there you go. So I didn't watch Batman and Robin until it was on tape. Okay. I watched it once all the way through. There was definitely something wrong about that movie that yeah. I was noticing right away. I was like, this is not good. I I wasn't liking Poison Ivy. I didn't like Mr. Freeze. I wasn't at like my nadir of Batman fandom right. at this age. I don't know how much I was watching the animated series, but there was just something like, I don't really like this. And so like as the bad reputation of this movie went on, like I was kind of like, yeah, it's not good. Um, and so I don't think I've watched it fully all the way through since that first time until just recently this, this past summer when they re-released it. And like Nick, I also left thinking like, this wasn't as bad as I remember or as its reputation has. Because I think what you have is you have the first one, Batman 89 is, is Tim Burton with restraint. Mm -hmm. Batman Returns is Tim Burton run amok. Uh, Batman Forever is... A Joel Schumacher transition. Uh-huh. I think it still has Burton-y like yeah. undertones that Schumacher's trying yep. to work in. Whereas Batman and Robin is just, just full all... Schumacher. Yep. You know, and I really I kinda wonder now mm-hmm. if they would have just like let the negative press die down and would have powered through with mm-hmm. Batman Unchained if, you know, you might have a different feeling about this. Maybe. Talk about some actors who dodged the bullet with Batman Let's and Robin. Let's do it. So, obviously the first one to talk about is Val Kilmer, who had played the titular hero in Batman Forever. He did not return for Batman and Robin. Apparently the actor was a problem on set, and as Joel Schumacher told Entertainment Weekly, he sort of quit and we sort of fired him. There's differing reports on whether or not he left to go do... The Saint slash Island movie. of Doctor Moreau with I Marlon Brando, or if you just have you seen and The Saint? Just... No, I love it. Okay, I really do. I, maybe I've seen the beginning of it. It's good. Is that the one where like a kid falls off the balcony and dies? Is it? I don't or maybe know. Maybe I'm thinking of Jackal. It's been a long I don't time. know. William Baldwin, yeah, Billy Baldwin was one of the actors in the running with Schumacher. Huh. Okay, but. Uh, well, that would have worked spoof wise. <laughs> I think <laughs> if that's you're funny, going camp you know. because I always I remember 
people mentioning Alec Baldwin for 89. Mm, yeah. And so they're just going through the bottom. I guess, like one yeah. Of them. He aged out. Yeah. Uh, Alec nin- Baldwin got the shadow, though. So. Oh. <laughs> All right. A 1995 Entertainment Weekly article titled Revving Up for Batman and Robin suggested Julia Roberts and Demi Moore as Poison Ivy, as well as Patrick Stewart as Mr. Freeze. But in 2017, The Hollywood Reporter released a piece called Batman and Robin at 20, and in regards to Patrick Stewart, Schumacher is quoted as saying, it's a wonderful idea, but no one ever suggested him. Here's what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. You have a movie that has Bane in it. Uh-huh. You have Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why, why don't, don't you just have him play Bane? I don't know. Mm. Like, you need someone... Yeah. Bane didn't talk much. He just said, like... Well, maybe but, you would have... You, you know what? That wouldn't have been a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think, like, a character like Mr. Freeze, with all the, like, the armaments and yeah. the whole thing, I, yeah. you really need someone not physically imposing I, and, and someone more cerebral. I was actually surprised to read that article because I had always heard that Patrick Stewart was, like... You know, I never heard been, that. Really, I never heard that. Well, I know. I mean, that was, I think, maybe more of a fan one. I bet if you had read like Wizard at the oh, Wizard yeah. magazine at the time, because he at in '97 he would have put on the goggles. Yeah, he would have looked. Oh yeah, perfect for oh, it. Yeah, it's great casting. But yeah. yeah, you would have to rewrite the movie for him. Since its release, multiple members of the film have gone on record to acknowledge the film's reputation. George <laughs> Clooney is famous for regretting his performance in the film, telling People magazine in regards to taking the heat for his failure. I was playing Batman, and I wasn't good in it. It wasn't a good film. Here's here's a bunch of stuff he told Total Film. With hindsight, it's easy to look back at this and go, whoa, that was really, I guess he's saying the S word there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bleep. And I was really bad in it. The truth is my phone rang and the head of Warner Brothers said, come into my office, you're going to play Batman in a Batman film. And I said, yeah. I called my friends and they screamed and I screamed and we couldn't believe it. I just thought the last one had been so successful, so I thought I just was going in a big, successful franchise movie. And in a weird way, I was. Batman is still the biggest break I ever had and completely changed my career, even if it was weak and I was weak in it. It's a difficult film to be good in. I don't know what I could have done differently, but if I'm going to be Batman in a film called Batman and Robin, I can't say it didn't work and then not take some of the blame for that. So, hmm. There's a, I feel like that's kind of the situation Ben Affleck is also in. This, this isn't uh, anything I've read, but I've heard from other podcasts and everything that if you go up to George Clooney and tell him that you saw Batman and Robin in theaters, he'll give you your ticket back. <laughs> <laughs> Schumacher has apologized for the film multiple times. I think even in the commentary for mm. Batman and Robin, which I haven't listened to, suggesting Warner Brothers wanted the film to be more of a toy commercial. Yeah. However, as he told Vice in 2017, look, I apologize. I want to apologize to every fan that was disappointed because I think I owe them that. A lot of it was my choice. No one was responsible for my mistakes but me. I mean, I had a long history of fighting for unknowns, for fighting for a little extra budget when we needed it. So nobody never, ever forced me to make a decision I didn't approve of. Here's the, here's the thing about Joshua <laughs> yeah. I think when you, when you look at... He seems at, like a nice guy. When you look at the things that for like the... I'm not I'm not I'm not comparing the movies and their quality but uh-huh. when you look at the things that didn't work in Batman Returns for the majority of the people mm-hmm. and you look at the things that did work in Batman Forever for the majority of the people you kind of get why they thought they were right. on the right trajectory right. and why taking those parts of Batman Forever and making them the movie mm-hmm. why that would have made sense in 1997 right. and then people instantly were like yeah no all right, so this is what Nick has been uh, mentioning about with a fifth film. Uh, a fifth sequel for the whole Batman series was planned with titles like Batman Triumphant, but I guess Batman Unchained is the yeah, official that's the one. That's, yeah. I, I always grew up hearing Batman Triumphant, but I, I guess Unchained well. is the yeah. official one. Supposedly, it would have had the Scarecrow, who, personally, I remember Howard Stern being mentioned for, but Joel Schumacher told IndieWire he intended for Nicolas Cage in the role. Yeah, and apparently, I've... Coolio's role was supposed to be a cameo for Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. So, and in 97, Nicolas Cage would still be 
again, I guess, because he's coming off of yeah. Con Air and Face Off this year. So Harley Quinn was intended for the movie possibly as the Joker's daughter, which is kind of gross because mm. he's. Oh yeah. And I couldn't find anything confirming this, but I always remember hearing Sarah Michelle Gellar as the name. For like the Harley Quinn. For sorry. Harley Quinn, oh, yeah. Interesting. But how new was Harley Quinn at this point? Uh, well, so if she came out in like the 92, 93 animated series. Okay, so it's been, it's been yeah. a minute, five years, so. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about the performances in this, like as you're talking about actors, because when we rewatched it again, like I always remember hating Clooney in it. Mm-hmm. And when I rewatched this... I was kind of okay. Like, with him and Chris O'Donnell, it was sort mm-hmm. of like, they had their moments. George Clooney is playing Doug Ross from ER. Okay. Like, he does not change. <laughs> he really, he doesn't change his performance even the slightest. Right. Like, he's exactly that. But I think that both he and, and Chris O'Donnell do have some nice moments. Uma Thurman is one that definitely knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I don't think that Schwarzenegger or Elisa Silverstone had a single second that oh. was good Schwarzenegger is relentless he's terrible in his, in this. He's, in his awfulness he is truly terrible I've, in this. I, and he's like a I mean he built his career out of one-liners yeah and somehow this movie weaponized that against yeah. the audience yeah it was amazing it was and inaccurate ones he says hey Batman what killed the dinosaurs yeah the ice age sorry incorrect yeah that's, wow. that's I've heard true. I've heard this rant so I'm sure it, it just that's not true I've heard this rant. they were dead and then the I I just we get it it Inaccurate. <gasps> when it happened, I, if was, the I like, age... shook my head. Because I was watching it <laughs> yeah. by myself. So. You knew. You knew this yeah. moment was coming. All right. So in regards to Batman Triumphant, or yes. Batman Unchained, I yes. should say, uh, it did not come to pass after Batman oh. and Robin's financial and critical shortcomings. Warner Brothers would leave the Batman character dormant for eight years before returning him to movies. Batman and Robin effectively killed the franchise, started in 1989. Warner Brothers would suggest Batman's return. Uh, I wrote sickly unintended there because I didn't intend that. That's pretty great. Oh. All right. And I I think the way you explained it really was icing on the cake. So they suggested Batman's return. I don't know if you remember all this, Nick. This was always like an entertainment weekly for like five years. Batman Year One, Batman Beyond, George Miller's Justice League, and a Batman vs. Superman movie back in like 2004. I do remember, I remember definitely year one in the George mm-hmm. Miller Superman, or I, uh, Justice League. Yeah, the Justice League. But Adam Brody is Flash. So yeah. He was that, a great Flash. Oh, yeah. Common, yeah. Common was going to play Green Lantern. Yeah. They had cast everybody. Yeah. Army Hammer was going to be Batman. Yeah. They were ready, and then the writer strike happened. Yeah. So that killed the wow, George that's kind of a that's kind of a good cast. I know. It it was I don't remember what could have been. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember the Batman Superman one being almost feeling like it yeah. was gonna happen. Yeah. And there's even that like fake logo in uh I Legend. I am yeah, Legend. Well, they gotta do something with it. Yeah. So no, but none of those movies would come to pass mm-hmm. and the character would appear again in two thousand five's Batman Begins. That is the legacy of Batman and Robin. An eight year hibernation period. Yeah. What a trip. An ice age, if you will. Pat Pat Hingle as Commissioner <laughs> Gordon and uh, all Michael Gao is uh, all, all the way through. Yeah. All the way through. And I feel like Pat Hingle had his biggest role in Batman and Robin. You like think as so? Commissioner Gordon. Yes, he's oh, in wow. there a ton. I thought he was just in Batman. I then actually it was like... thought that there was so little Commissioner Gordon. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I remember he kept popping up because he mm. had a whole thing where Poison Ivy's like seducing him. And, yeah. And I was like, please come back. Uh, anyway. I'm not too old. I'm so young. four of them, four of them went the distance. Mm-hmm. A few people made the transition between yeah. three and four, but the 
if you, I mean, Alicia Silverstone, George Clooney, and Chris O'Donnell were all signed yeah. and ready and were going to be in the third one. And I had read an interview with Chris O'Donnell, too, where he was talking about they were they were also kind of using this to set up a Nightwing film. Yeah, That we'll they were going to do, like, yeah. just a Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Like as Was it an old man Nightwing? <laughs> 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 all right, enough of that. It's time to say our three nice things about Batman and Robin. We can do it. Who wants to start? I okay. can start because I think we've kind of been talking about this a little bit. But mm-hmm. what struck me the most watching these four movies back to back is mm-hmm. that to back to back the back to back to back <laughs> is that I think that this movie the reason the reason why something like Batman Returns or Batman Forever feels a little more dated to me is because it's not consistent like with itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Batman Forever sometimes. That's a hesitant. Mm-hmm, I know. Go on. But hear me out. Batman okay. Forever sometimes Bruce is like, I really have to work on these like emotional problems that I have. Right. And then you have like Jim Carrey putting like popcorn makers on people's head, uh-huh. like, laughing. So it's like, is this a comedy? Is this like we're really dealing right. with these deep emotional issues? Um, and with Batman Returns, it's the same kind of thing. It's sometimes it's like really dark, and other times like. It's it's very like sexual and odd and mm-hmm. it doesn't I don't know it, they don't it doesn't always quite like gel as a whole package but I think whether you like it or not <laughs> Batman and Robin from like the start to the finish is a very tonally consistent movie <laughs> That's in true. which everyone is on this on board mm-hmm. everyone is playing to the cheap seats everyone is saying these goofy lines with the same gusto right. and it just is. It, I hate this phrase, but it is what it is, unapologetically, uh-huh. from the start to finish. And right. I, I think I, I gotta give it credit for that. Batman and Robin has no identity crisis. No, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't. It, it looks in the mirror and says, I know who you are. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, I think, like, to use a modern example, Shazam, where you have some, uh, you have, you have like, goofy, like, laugh-out-loud family kind of moments, and then you have, like, demons biting people's heads off. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that is not a tonally consistent movie. Right. And so, like how we're going to look at that in 10 mm-hmm. to 15 years is going to be kind of like, well, that's weird. Right. But I think Batman and Robin, it it accomplishes its goal right. with everyone on mm-hmm. board. Okay. Not every movie does that. So I think, you know, yeah. say what you want about Shoemaker. He ran a tight ship and <laughs> his vision was achieved. <laughs> that's, that's true. Kendra, you're, you're next in line here. Uh, my first nice thing <laughs> is that uh, I really enjoyed everyone's costumes. And I think hmm. until... They... You know who would love to hear that? Joel Schumacher <laughs> yes, and the guy who yes, made the costumes. Would. I really think they look so good until they open their mouths and start talking. Like, pretty much everyone, I think, looks really... Like, I think Poison what? Ivy looks really good. I like Robin's costume and his mask. Um, it's more I of mean, a Nightwing when, costume in this, when, right? Yeah. When Schwarzenegger isn't talking and being like, hoo, 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 I, I really like like his his uh, ice costume and the gun and everything. So that was my first okay. nice thing. I like the way everyone looked. I don't I, like the acting or the talking as much. I can go with you on that until we get to the silver costumes in the end. Mm. And then I don't like those They're, at all. The icy okay. costumes, I don't yeah. like those at all. I mean, Schumacher has mentioned this because people bring it up, the whole bat nipples and everything. But for him, he, uh, in multiple interviews, he kind of said his idea is that these guys are superheroes. Yeah. They're modern equivalents of Greek gods. Right. They should look like Adonis's. Right. So the costumes are supposed to be built, yeah. a, like celebrating the human body in the huh. same way a Greek sculpture does. Hmm. So that's why there's cod pieces the way they are and why right. you've got the bat nipples. That, that so. seems like a bit of a... 
yeah. after the fact, yeah. <laughs> rewriting history. Oh yeah, I, I actually was. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Costumes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll give it to the costumes. There you go. All right. My first nice thing is. I did not remember liking her, Uma Thurman, the first time I watched this movie. I thought she was very good in Batman and Robin. Hmm. And I I was shocked in the recent rewatch that I did of this. I was like, oh, she's you, you're saying how everybody seems to know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. But I feel like Uma Thurman is the most tapped in to yes. the camp and what she's going for. I wholeheartedly I, agree. I don't think they're doing the Adam West show no. tone well. No, 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 no. I think they they saw that and were like, we can make this worse. Yeah. But she she would fit in a, a movie that had that tone correctly. That's true. And I think I don't necessarily love like Poison Ivy in this movie, but I mm-hmm. think Uma Thurman does a good job. I think when you're so exhausted from Arnold Schwarzenegger's delivery, Uma Thurman actually has like character in those lines. Like when she first comes up as Poison Ivy, there is a change between her and the mousy yeah. Pamela Isley, and she almost, she doesn't because the film's too long and too heavy, but she almost kind of carries the scene she's in almost like solo yeah. for me. And I think she is able to play Poison Ivy as like this sexy, villainous, you know, gears in motion. Well, she's essentially, she plays three different characters because yeah. she plays like the super, like genuinely mousy Ivy, Pamela. Right. And then she does kind of the, the more uh, calculating yeah. Poison Ivy. And then she does sort of like, like what you're saying, yeah. like she's this sexy femme fatale yeah. who's like using that. Mm-hmm. So like she's got three different modes and she does them well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Is I'll... that a thing that she can change like her looks like that? Like from red hair to... Not red hair. No, I don't know. No. I don't really think so. No. I found that to be confusing, but I agree with you. I think she, she, she does a good job. Even, even, and I think it's, it's weird. Cause I remember hating the scene where they go to confront Poison Ivy in her base, as you will. And then like, she's gone. But like once they do like defeat her by throwing her in that giant fly trap and everything, it's. It's kind of like, oh, now we got another 20 minutes of Jess Schwarzenegger. Right, yeah. And that's that's exhausting. I don't know why they made it so that she's in love with him. I think that was a dumb... Oh, band. is that what she was doing? Yes. Oh, I did not that's, pick up on that why, at all. That's why she unplugs uh, well, Nora I, and everything. Oh, okay. I guess I just thought she was trying to keep him on, leash, on her yeah. path just, and yeah. not trying to do his own thing. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that's interesting. Well, not interesting. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I didn't hate the costume. So I always remember hating Uma Thurman's like Poison Ivy oh, costume that and look. Oh, pretty solid. But Wait, the gorilla suit? Or the not the gorilla suit. <laughs> I didn't know. But the, uh, the, the whole me. green suit, I it's it's done pretty well. And I think it's actually done in a way that like Poison Ivy is very easy to like over-sexualize. Right. And I think they don't actually do no. that in this one. No, I agree. Um, Joel Schumacher mentioned how Batgirl was added to hopefully appeal to more of a female audience for yeah. this Batman movie. And I feel like Poison Ivy is, I, like, the stronger. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know what Alicia Silverstone is doing in this no. movie. Like, I don't any of her acting choices or whatever she's, like, directed to do, because mm-hmm. she plays this, like, I don't know, this, this like, flowery little Cupid doll of a girl. It's yeah. a strange It just doesn't yeah. make sense. It seems like sense. she's putting on, like, a weird, like, cuter voice, yeah. too. I mean, I don't yeah. know what her voice normally sounds well, like. Well, she's but... got that little, sort of a, like, a yeah. lilt to the way she Look, yeah. I liked her in uh, Blast from the Past with Brendan Fraser. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, she, she's been good. I think this was just a complete miscast for her. Yeah. I don't think she could play this role. And maybe it's 
the direction, but like she's not she's she's a little better in the scenes with Dick Grayson where she is like the bike scene and yeah. stuff. But she's playing a more like tough version. She is better, yeah. but never good. Right. Never good. Yeah. Um, all right, my second nice thing. I I mean so I I've always I mean, obviously you know, but Dick Grayson Robin is like my favorite character, like comic book character of all time. Okay. And so I do know that, yeah. This is a disappointing like take on him and one of, <laughs> one of the few that we actually get uh-huh. but I've always loved like his and Barbara Gordon's dynamic and the thing that they're like what they have going on it's like Batman's junior partners I think is, is mm-hmm. cool and so to even though it wasn't done well there's a couple of like a few tracking shots a shot where they all three kind of like walk into the frame and like the imagery of that even now, still right. really works. You're, you're for me. talking about the scene where they're going to the tower with Mr. Freeze, yes. and they look up and they get their grappling hooks. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that. Even the scene where they all kind of come in and they're different ice vehicles is <laughs> corny and like doesn't collect like, all three at your local yes, Toys R Us. Yes, it does feel like a, a cartoon, like a yeah, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. But I just there were, there were several times in there where if you just kind of pause that, uh-huh. I would be like, that's cool. And to think about mm-hmm. like seeing like when when uh, when Barbara and Dick Grayson are. are um, tackling Bane and helping each other and like falling and mm-hmm. like flipping work, yeah. a lot of flipping yes <laughs> like working together as a team that that is like the literally the one and only time ever that you've seen those two characters in any version mm-hmm. like doing that in live action so right even though it's not good like the the fan in me was still kind of like this is cool to see so mm-hmm. the the imagery of the three of them together and and seeing those two characters interact was still right enjoyable for me Kendra? agreed <laughs> yeah like okay. all right um, my next nice thing, and I know we've we've been talking about George Clooney is just kind of he's just kind of whatever yeah. in this role. But the one th- aspect of him that I really liked for Batman is his voice. Yeah. I think his voice l- works really well for Bruce Wayne and for Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it stuck out to me. Like every time he talked, I was like, oh, that sounds. It sounds really good. It's just he's not, he's not like doing anything special with the character. I think yes, I totally agree with that. I think the best that we see him is the scene where Poison Ivy interrupts the press conference and he's like, "No, no, no, I'll talk to her." Mm-hmm. And they have this whole conversation. I think in that moment, he's a very good Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I think probably because that's if it's like a Venn diagram, that's where mm-hmm. like George Clooney and Bruce Wayne overlap right. like in that little bit, but that worked really well. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I would love to see, like, if George Clooney came back and did, uh-huh. and did a Batman movie right now, <laughs> right. I think he could be a good Batman. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy to cast him as Batman. It's right. just, this was <laughs> He wasn't bad. doing what he should have done. I don't but really, But, like, yeah. with, uh, with Christian Bale, like, he has his normal voice, and then he's he has oh. his, like, oh, <laughs> I can't even do it. it. His Batman like voice. But I feel like George Clooney's voice is very good for both. Okay. aspects yeah. of the character hmm. like he doesn't have to do much to right. get it to sound the way it should sound so that's my second nice thing all right george clooney your voice is one over camera yeah. <laughs> all right my second nice thing i don't hate the first however long it is between batman and robin leaving the cave to go after mr freeze until the right as robin gets free frozen 
everything. So like the whole opening. The the opening. The opening. Like the ice skating scene. The ice skating scene. The rocket launching. You made fun of him for looking like Cloud Kicker. But you know what? In 97, that was like the coolest No, no, thing. no. I didn't make fun of him. <laughs> okay. Because... This I, actually coalesces with my third nice thing. When when Robin is, you know, down... He's just on like a piece of metal, right? Yeah. That he's on. And then he's like sliding down yeah. the building and everything. I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah. And does not work in the... When you think how this started with like Tim Burton's 89 Batman. But... Because, like you said, like this movie has its tone. Yeah. In this movie, that with does this work. tone, those things work. And yeah. while I don't like Mr. Freeze's everything, like all his yeah. quotes and everything, is like kill the heroes and yeah. all this stuff. The whole there's enough camp in there that I enjoy, and there's that whole like you break it, you buy it line with George Clooney about the vase and everything. Yeah. That made me laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but there's it's enough of like. It's loud. It's yeah. incredibly loud, both in terms of volume and what's happening to your eyes. Because yeah. there's so much color happening. Right. Too much color. Yeah. And new, normally, I like a colorful-looking film, but this this takes me to an extreme. This is intense. But it, it all just kind of works as an opening. And I feel like nothing else in the movie, in terms of like an action scene, ever gets there again. Mm-hmm. And so maybe if this was just like a 30-minute yeah. TV special... That they had done, and then we had gotten a better Batman run. Like maybe that would be like, oh, that was fun or something. This is like the opposite of your complaint with the Fast and the Furious movies, where you're talking about they're dragging the giant, uh, oh, yeah. they're dragging the giant safe, right. and it's like smashing through buildings. Yeah. And you're like, so is it too heavy to pull and turn, right. or is it so heavy that it's, you know it can't be both? Right. This, the Robin surfing down the side of the building uh-huh. does work because right. everything else in this movie tells you it does. It, yeah, and it it feels like. It feels like kids playing with their Batman action figures and being like, all right, and then they're fighting a bunch of bad guys on ice skates, and then they're in a rocket ship, and then they're flying down, and then... So there's this level of almost, like... It's it's never it's not like the greatest thing ever, but there's almost a level of like innocence yeah. in just how much is be- happening in this scene, and yeah, it never it never like recaptures that for me in if the movie. If they were if they were going for that Adam West camp, I feel yeah. like that opening sequence is the one that does it. Yeah, the it best does set it up in right. the whole thing. And if I could just point out, if you're just tuning in, please don't confuse this fervor for us believing this is a good movie. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Batman and Robin is a big dumb movie. <laughs> You think, you think somebody turns is like, I'm going to start this podcast yeah, so 40 just, minutes they're just, in. They're just turning their dial and they hear, boy, these guys really love Batman and Robin. <laughs> no, we don't, Jack. All right. And I should also, as I said before, I don't think this movie does the Adam West vibe right. Like, the Adam West show was knowing about what it was doing, but this seemed like it was make the Adam West show, but I don't know, without the subtlety? Oh, is, that's, can you, that's true. Can we say the Adam West show was subtle? It was clever. Yeah, okay. Adam West, like, the show was always clever. Mm-hmm. Even even in its things that are stupid, mm-hmm. you could tell that they were purposely and, and, doing a thing. This time is genuinely stupid, right. but I do think that they did what they did and on I, purpose. I think the difference also is that the people who are on the show in the Adam West series are charismatic yeah. and can deliver those lines well. Adam West can deliver those lines well, yeah. whereas you have Schwarzenegger and Clooney just, like, you know, yeah. falling over. Yeah. So. Well, I feel like Schwarzenegger and Clooney originally signed on to do a sequel to Michael Keaton's Batman. You know what I yeah. mean? Like in their minds, that's what. They Even were if they doing. were thought they were doing Batman Forever, there's yeah. still this level of like, yeah. kind of like, it, it's goofy action stuff, but you yeah. still have like these like sexy '95 yeah. kind of things. Like, Batman Forever has some legitimacy that yeah. this doesn't have. Yeah. 
So, there you go. All right, you ready for my final, your, nice, your final thing? nice thing? Well, it goes along well with yours, because I, I also really like the opening sequence. Okay. Like, it is, it's stupid. It's stupid that uh -huh. they already have the ice skates. It's <laughs> stupid that they're using hockey sticks to bat around a, a mm -hmm. diamond the size of somebody's head. But, right. like, it is a fun, engaging scene to watch. And I actually, I think, was a little bit more uh, forgiving of most of the action sequences, actually. Hmm. The, the big chase with the cars where they're driving over like the giant they're driving over the arms of the statues and Freeze is shooting <laughs> oh, things out right this is where Batman cuts off Dick Grayson's yeah. motorcycle and everything yep. I don't know I kind of liked it I kind of liked okay. it and and the end scene with Batman or sorry with Robin and Batgirl fighting Bane trying to get up the mountain right. and like fighting with Bane and coming with their like I don't know I, mm -hmm. I liked them in in this is what I would do with like my action figures in a Fisher-Price castle mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it it does have that vibe, and I have to believe that they were doing that mm -hmm. because some of the shots are too like the, when the three come in on the ice vehicles. That is a toy commercial. You said <laughs> it. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah. You know. I don't think any of these four films ever had great action moments. Mm -hmm. They they've all got like been coasted on either actors' performances. Yeah. Or like style, like yeah. even the first Batman, which is like considered kind of like brutal in terms yeah. of like violence, and same with Batman Returns, it's more like very specific moments, but never yeah. like action scenes. That's true. And well, because he never he never breaks a jog in Batman Returns, right. so like stuff's going on, but he's like yeah. stiff neck walking. Well, yeah, and like he couldn't punch, move punch, in punch, that punch, costume, you know. But <laughs> I almost punched Kendra in the yeah. face, everyone. <laughs> so maybe maybe this works for me. Because this is like the most actiony scene. True. Because like most people remember from Batman '89 is stuff like the, uh, you know, the sword guy falling yeah. down the hole, yeah. uh, the Joker falling off the building, and the the bat plane getting knocked down. Joker and everything. shooting. Yeah. yeah. But those are like very slow, you know, moments. Not right. like action scenes. Yeah. So this might, God help us, this is probably the biggest action scene. I think, yeah, that's fair. In Batman. That's I mean, fair. In Batman Forever, he's, he's like, jumping over a couch. Yeah. Like, it's a, sur like it's a yeah, surfboard or something. He's like, whoa! Yeah. And, all right, so you okay. like the action. Yep, that's so, my... not just my, like, first 30 minutes, but the rock. I was kind of okay with it. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, it was, it was goofy and over the top, but I, yeah, yeah I was kind of like, whatever. The Batman freeze fight? I don't really remember that. Yeah, one. okay. That's, okay. that's fair. All right. Kendra, Kendra. Um, can I, bring us home. Can I uh, have an honorable mention? Goodness. Oh, God. Well, I might actually as well. Jeez. Okay. Um, just just to say, I actually liked the actor who played Alfred in this. Is he Alfred in all of them? He is. Yes. Yep. Oh, sorry, everybody. Yeah, this is yeah. Michael Gow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like him. And he's in uh, my favorite version of A Christmas Carol. Oh. Um, who is he? He's, um, he's one of the guys who comes to Scrooge and is asking for money oh, okay. for the poor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. The Bunsen Honeydew yeah. role. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, Scrooge is like, I'm not lending you any money now. He's like, if not now, so when? <laughs> so I thought, and I thought the stuff with him and, and Bruce was like sweet. Like he's yeah, dying and yeah. thinking back about. So I like that stuff. Mm -hmm. But my last nice thing is I thought that there's some really cool sets in this movie. <laughs> That, why are you boy, laughing were they at me? Sets. They I'm, were I'm sets. laughing because two like... of your nice things have been production design things. Two of the things this movie has been just lambasted for. I know, but I feel like several of them looked like they uh -huh. could have been in a Batman comic that I was reading. Okay. Specifically. What Batman comics? <laughs> no, specifically, I liked Ivy's lair. I liked the way it looked with all the plants and everything. I liked um, the scene where they're doing the motorcycles yeah. on the statue. Yeah. I thought that looked really <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And I liked the observatory was like a statue like holding a building. Yeah. 
And I, th- I don't know. I thought that looked cool. Yeah. So I thought it looked, <laughs> I thought it looked comic booky. That's true. You know, one one thing that struck me on our, our rewatch in theaters was the jump between Batman and Batman Returns. Even though you're keeping the same actor, is huge. Like those movies don't really feel Batman Returns feels like its own thing. It doesn't feel like a sequel to Batman mm-hmm. to me. You know, and of course Batman Returns to Batman Forever is like right. Whiplash. But <laughs> Batman Forever to Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. those two movies do feel yeah. most closely connected yeah. to each other. You you retain the same Wayne Manor, yeah. a lot of the same supporting cast, e- even though you're changing the lead actor, the, mm-hmm. the look does translate from one fe- to next. almost so. feels like Batman and Robin just has a wider lens, yeah. and you just get more of that stuff. Yeah. I, I cannot agree with you guys on the whole like Batmobile on the statues. Like, I kind of like that part. When I saw the movie the first time in like 97 or 98, whenever it was on tape, I hated those like CGI statues. Mm-hmm. I was just like, how, what is this city? Yeah. I don't understand. It's a lot it of just, waste. It's it, a lot of waste. It felt like it was just this weird art deco on drugs to me. Just like, yeah. are, are there apartments on like a statue's arm somewhere? Are people yeah. live, it was. Maybe. I couldn't, it was crazy to okay. me. That would be a very comic book thing to do. Yeah, it would be. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. We've got a lovely unit opening up in the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I also have an You wouldn't live in a statue's elbow. <laughs> yes, you would. You're a liar. Uh, with, in this economy, I'll be lucky if I get the knee. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. I do have an honorable mention. Okay. Because I don't know if you guys will necessarily count my last one as real. Okay. okay. So my honorable mention is, and I've been giving him grief, this movie, George Clooney... This time, rewatching it, I always thought he was the worst Batman, and he is the worst Batman of the three. But he's actually better than I've been giving him credit for yeah. over the years. Yeah. And in the same way, this whole movie hasn't deserved just like this pummeling in street alleys that it's been getting yeah. for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. George Clooney, as he apologizes and said he's not very good in it, there are moments where he is charming, yes. and he is decent. I never think he's great as Batman, but there's there's moments. There's I, I remember you mentioning this one time, and like I didn't really connect with you because I hadn't seen it mm-hmm. uh, in a long time, but rewatching it, the, the speech he gives to Robin about teaming up with him, about trusting him, yeah. and calling him like as my partner, as my brother, yeah. and all this stuff, like that. that's a pretty good delivery. Yeah, I agree. And I kind of think in terms of like... You notice they went with brother. Brother, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of like all the way manner stuff with... Uh, with Dick and Barbara and Alfred. Yeah. It's all done as this, like, almost just, like, family sitcom yeah. kind of dramedy, almost like One Tree Hill kind of situation. And big, in those... Big One Tree Hill fan, are you? <laughs> no. I'm curious. I'm just saying... Good for you. <laughs> it was just... A, I just picked one. Yeah. I, I can't pick it. Yeah. Dawson's Creek yeah. is probably more at the time, apropos. I don't know. I'll take your word for it. In those moments, he does kind of... He's channeling that, and I think the reason why... Is because at this time he might still just be like a TV actor, yeah. And those scenes are very much like TV episodes. That's a good point. And so I, I think those are easier for him at this yeah. time. But I, and I think he's just he's better he could, in those. He moments. could give that brother speech in ER. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, if that was Anthony Edwards instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my 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 the nice thing I wanted to bring that maybe you won't count is that, like Nick said at the beginning, I would watch. Batman 5. Yep. I'd watch Batman Unchained. I will take that as a nice uh, thing. I didn't talk about this and what Batman Unchained would have been. The idea was that at some point, Scarecrow would have used his fear oh, toxin yes. on Batman, and Batman would have gone through like this gauntlet yeah. of facing his old foes yeah. throughout the movies. So I think when Schumacher talks or something, it's always like, oh, maybe we'll get Jack Nicholson back or something. But you'd 
you'd have like the Joker show up at the end. He'd go through like the villains he fought in the previous movies, and at the end, he'd have to confront the Joker. And then, you know, I guess I wouldn't have been totally shocked if Jack mm-hmm. Nicholson would agree to do that because you remember, like, not that long later when Heath Ledger was cast, he was pissed. Yeah. You know, he really yeah. was like, the Joker is mine. That, yeah, that's so true. Really? He, yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, so if he got wind that they were doing that yeah. and he just had to show up for a day, mm-hmm. I think you would have had a harder time getting, like, Jim Carrey or Pfeiffer, but yeah. you know, DeVito would have done it. I think yeah. we can all agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, would... I would much rather see a produced version of Batman Unchained than I do, than I have any interest in the Snyder Cut of yes. anything. I uh, agree. With this movie and the possible Unchained, yeah. I think with the wisdom of time yeah. and how it heals all wounds yes, and everything. As they say. But you also start to realize like Batman has been around for 80 years. Yeah. And so you just have these different eras and versions of Batman. Yeah. And so when you don't like Batman and Robin, yeah. because you know it's not good in general, but you also don't like the tone that they're going for, well, then you can just watch the Bale films. Yeah. You can watch the other two Batman films. Or you can watch whatever comes next yeah. in the next 80 years. Because it's all there. So yeah. I've become a lot more open to just like, yeah, all right, Batman's wearing glow-in-the-dark bat suits. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. there's uh, everything is a black light in this yeah. film. Yes, and, <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I, it, it's fine, because eight years later, we got Begins. Yep. And so... There's none of this stuff has to be the yeah. definitive version it's, for it's anybody. It's just sort of a. It's like when you take a wrong turn and it ends up being yeah. kind of a nice scenic little thing that you. Yeah. Want. That's what this is. Batman Returns is the wrong. Batman, Batman and Robin, and Robin yeah. is the wrong turn of the. Uh, so Batman franchise. I, I guess I've I've learned now to forgive and having rewatched wow. it. Just in your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know. Thanks, yeah. Joel it's Schumacher. Been great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, learned to forgive and giving this the rewatch. I was like. You know, because we all, I always ask people, are you going to watch this again? Yeah. And a lot of times people are like, I'm ne- like we're never going to watch Son of the Mask again. I wish you'd stop saying that. <laughs> I honestly but, wish you'd stop. Nick, are you going to watch Batman and Robin again? I think I could say to you that I definitely will watch Batman there and Robin go. again <laughs> at some point in my yeah. life. Kendra? Probably. Probably. Yeah. You're married yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah. Provided I'm still alive, yeah. there's, there's a good chance you watch Batman and Robin yeah. again. I'll watch it in your honor. Oh, if you it's nice. Well, yeah. I'd rather, there's other films I'd rather in the, no, in, no, in no. the church basement there's as we all have no, ham this buns. Is not, and... Don't make this my in honor. <laughs> what a Chris Allen. Oh, my. Like, what? <laughs> he was a great guy. And I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've always stopped my Batman rewatches at forever. Mm. I watched the three and then I skip. But yeah. I, I feel like, yeah. no, why would I? Just. Yeah. Just keep it going. Yeah, I'll, I'll rewatch this anytime I do the. You're welcome, the rewatch here, Batman and Robin. All this right. is the only of these episodes of yours that I've done where I kind of ended up sort of enjoying the movie, and I'm like walking away feeling positive. That's true. Positive. Nick's, Nick's been on uh, Battlefield Earth. Battlefield Earth and Son of the Mask. Yeah, is that the, it? The funny thing yeah. is, Battlefield Earth. I was like, I'm never going to see a movie worse than this, and then you show up with Son of the Mask. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's as nice as we're going to be on this episode. Uh, Nick, where can people find you? Well, I'm co-hosting with Eric, the All Woo. the Book Show over on, you can find us soundcloud.com slash all the books or iTunes mm-hmm. or anywhere you find your podcasts. Yeah. Uh, we talk about lots of things. We do some author interviews and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes we talk about comic books, interview, uh, interview comic book authors. Do you remember well, our so. Batman, our All the Books versus Batman? It's, yeah, it's very early. Like I don't 39 know. or something? Yeah, we do that and then we do, we have a special episode about, I don't know. The, rewatching the Batman rewatching films. the Batman yeah. films so you can find all those in soundcloud.com slash all the books and uh, you can find us on twitter at all the book show that's true Kendra where can people find you uh, you can find me uh, on twitter at missmusicbox91 that is when you were born yes <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am the uh, co-host of Nostalgia Me This um, where we talk about all the nostalgia 
things. So you can huh. get your nostalgia fix there. Oh, and I have an Etsy store now. Um, it's called Miss Music Box Crafts. So you can check out my crafts on there. A lot of perler beads, a lot of pom-pom stuff. It's yeah. fun and geeky. <laughs> and I'm Dustin Mrs. Tweak everywhere online. And apart from the other shows on radio, meanwhile, I'm in the co-host of the podcast, The All The Book Show. Thank you to Prophetic Music for our theme song. Join us in upcoming episodes as we say more nice things about bad movies. We'll be doing Son of the Mask Part 2. No. <laughs> Grandson of the Mask. <laughs> uh, again, you can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Please follow us on Facebook or Twitter at NiceThingsPod. Please rate, subscribe, and share the show on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. See you next episode. Three nice things.